Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This podcast is produced on Anchor, where you can record, edit, and publish all from your smartphone. You can find the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast platforms. Stepping to the batter's box. Welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. As always, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman, and we are here for season two of covering high school baseball, and holy cow, am I excited for that. There's nothing more than I like going and watching a high school baseball game and not having to put up with the two-hour yellow school bus ride. Today... We are joined by the man in charge, the head coach at Senior High School, Andrew Reese, who is entering his fourth season as the skipper of the Rams, and the Rams are coming off a 7-8 and eight campaign last year, winning seven and losing eight, and unfortunately it ended with a positive COVID diagnosis in the program right before sub-state play kicked off. Coach, welcome back to the podcast. What are your expectations for the team heading into the 2021 season? Hi, Nick. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for doing what you're doing for the kids and and the area here. Um, Expectations this year are uh, continue to to keep getting better. Uh, So far, every single season that I've been here, we've taken another step and another step in the right direction. And uh, we have a great group of kids this year, a great group of seniors, and some wonderful leadership that we uh, haven't had in the past that can take us to the next level. And um, as we continue to, to, to fight and get better and, and earn, earn our way through the ranks here in, in Iowa baseball. Coach, you've lost eight seniors from last year, one of them – Johnny Blake, who had an unbelievable season, doing great things at Clark, did great thing on the semi-pro circuit. Walk us around the horn. Tell us about the guys that are fighting for positions on your infield. And tell us what you expect from your infield this year. Yeah, we uh, we did lose lose eight guys, that great guys, wonderful for our program that have moved on. A couple, few of them have, have uh, found their way into some college teams, some success. Like you said, Johnny and Brady Sheasel playing at Mount Mercy and, uh, you know, here and there. But um, we, we still got some talent coming back. Cole Smith at shortstop is, is huge for us. He's our, he's our captain on the infield. He makes sure everybody's in the right place, doing the right things at the right times, and holds everyone accountable. Uh, got a few other infielders back. Um, ben Gorley is back at second base, and but we've got some talented guys coming up at second base, so he's going to be in a bit of a battle. I think of guys like uh, Junior by the name of Kobe Myers playing well. Um, we have a middle infielder, Jack Aitchison, that can play either position, short or second. And he's, he'll fight for some, some time as well. Aiden Lyons is another junior. We've got a lot of junior middle infielders that'll 
that'll challenge, which is nice. Um, our corner infield spots, we kind of floated those around last season with Hayful playing third and Guns playing first or flip-flopped or whatever it may be. So those two guys are back. Um, that's that's awesome. But we, again, we're going to add in some good juniors that will challenge a little bit. Jared Oswinkle will play a corner infield spot, I believe. And um, we have uh, Mason Kunkel. He's swinging the bat pretty well this spring. So, I mean, if you swing the bat, you find your way in the lineup. But, uh, yeah, we got we got some good uh, things going on there. And at the catching position, we, we've been still around, but we also have uh, another, again, a junior, Ray Slosher, who's who's playing pretty well and, and does very well behind the dish himself. So we're, we're excited for what we have and the possibilities we have and how much we can see guys playing different positions and moving around. It's a little something we haven't had in, in the past three years here where we've got a lot of guys that can play many different positions, which makes it pretty fun to write a lineup card. I always tell guys the best ver- the best thing that you can have in your toolkit is to be versatile. You don't just want to pinpoint yourself in one position. You want to be that guy. If somebody's on the mound, you can play third. Somebody's on the mound, you can go and play the outfield. You're always guaranteed a spot in the lineup. Just looking at some of the guys you mentioned, Ben Hayful last year was a member of the all-debut team, and he hit over – he hit 420 last year. You had Cole Smith, who many would argue that if you would have played a full 40-game season, he would have set the hits record last year, and he hit over – he hit 528 on the year. And then also Gavin Guns was a guy who really wasn't much on our radar, came out of the out of the blue, ended up hitting 415 last year with 18 RBIs and was a surprise member on the end of the season all-debut team. Now, who's going to be tracking down balls in the outfield for you, Coach? Yeah, uh, real quick before I transition outfield here, I also I got to give a, a, a couple shout-outs there for a couple guys you mentioned. Um, uh, and you wouldn't know this unless you're around us right now. Uh, Hayful's hit that bus barn out in center field about three times now already. So <laughs> I know they're not very happy with him. And uh, one stat that is overlooked for guns last season, he had zero strikeouts on, on this. I know it's not a full season, but zero strikeouts. That's, that's pretty impressive um, for a, for especially a junior at that, that time. Um, so we were, we were happy with that. Uh, outfield wise, it looks like we got two guys back that contributed quite a few innings for us last year with Alex Revel playing right and uh, A.J. Bradley playing left. So they did uh, great, a great job. Um, but again, I'm, I'm, this junior class just keeps adding depth for us. We have about three four guys that can play outfield positions um, very, very well. Um, and actually the guys that can run a little bit too. So we have guys, Joel Wilbright, Jack Gilligan, uh, Landon Souser, uh, just a name a few that come to mind the the thing is going to be is um who who can cover the most area and who's going to captain your outfield play center field is it really going to be a junior or do you want to slide a senior over is going to be one of the things that we have to to tackle as we get going here but again uh, again like i said earlier it's going to be a fun year to write a lineup card you got a lot of depth a lot of guys that can play sometimes though you have to ask that question if you have two quarterbacks do you really have a quarterback? So hopefully you don't run into that, and hopefully all the depth 
really pays off. Now, Coach, I do want to break down your pitching staff, and I did fact-check him on the Gavin Guns. He is correct, 42 at-bats, zero strikeouts. Great job, Gavin. So your pitching staff is losing 65 innings from last year, and you're replacing three wins. Looking at it right now, who are some of the conference starters? Who are some of the non-conference guys? Who might be back-end of the rotation and bullpen guys, and who has really impressed you in this offseason, Coach? Gavin Guns and Drew Zillig have uh, have been very impressive this offseason. They have made some leaps, I'll tell you that. Um, Drew caught a lot of con- – or and caught as in, like, took on a lot of the uh, conference innings, and so did Gavin last year. So we have some, some pretty good conference – innings coming back and they weren't all starts or anything they just found themselves in those games um and i think uh, I, drew was uh you can fact check me again he was three and one or something like that i don't i don't remember what, what he was but at some point he was he was racking up some wins i think um and so he's back and he's been he's really worked on his craft and honed in uh he's a big hockey player so he you know, he balanced his time in the off season and found a way to get to both, which is a credit to him. Worked hard. Um, we have again. I'm going to credit some juniors here. Uh, Kobe Meyer has has been very impressive this off season, and he's worked very hard, and he should have some success for us as well. And now we'll see what we get from some other guys stepping into some roles. Cole Smith was probably going to do some starting for us this year. He said he's he's interested in stepping on the mound a little more. Um, but we had anywhere between 15 and 20 guys a night at pitchers and catchers two times a week here in the last few months. So we'll see who uh, who the back end guys end up being out of the rest of them and, and who decides to, to step up for us. And fact-checking on Drew Zillig, he was actually 3-0, and was a member of the end-of-the-season all-debut team. You'll have to listen to our couple episodes coming up. Is he going to be on the preseason all-debut team watch list? We'll have to find out. Now, Coach, who are the senior leaders of this team? Who are those guys where you can give a look to and they know what you're thinking and they can go relay that message from the head coach? Three guys that have really done a phenomenal job. And phenomenal as in in my four years, they've done some of the best work. Uh, and that's too bad they're all on the same team at the same time. You know, you like to spread your leaders out a little bit. But uh, that would be Cole Smith. Ben Hayful and, and Gavin Guns have done a phenomenal job stepping up and not only, you know, getting guys rallied around us and keeping everyone interested, but being positive and holding everyone accountable and just, you know, the, guy, the type of leaders you want to see on your team. We've talked about the seniors. We've talked about the senior leadership. Who are some of the newcomers to the roster that you think can really make a big impact, whether it be an eighth grader, a freshman, a junior, or a sophomore, guys that we did not see last year that you're expecting or hoping big things from? Well, we're, we're hoping um, a lot of our juniors are going to step in and play very well. But uh, just off the top of my head, to name a few, um, Ray Slosher will will do very well for us behind the dish and on the plate uh, or up at the mound. And uh, we're looking for uh, Joel Wilbright to do some special things, whether it be in the outfield or on the mound. And uh, we, Jared Oswinkle swings the bat very well. He should, he should have a nice adjustment as well. 
Um, and we could get a number of guys. I mentioned Kobe Meyer twice. Um, I'm not even, I think I mentioned Jack Gilligan once, you know, a nice left-handed thrower as well. So, um, we got guys though, down the line a little bit that probably could see some, some major innings on the mound or anything like that. A couple of guys that I haven't even mentioned yet. Cause we're, we've got so many other guys, Hunter Winter and Mason Creek have a possibility of doing some special things for us on the mound. Hunter Winter is a left-hander, pretty tall guy, got, huge hands i mean he, he claims he is the uh best one-handed pass catcher in the state of iowa you'll you'll have to check it out sometime uh, catch a football like nobody's business <laughs> um mason creek is a, a guy that just he bulldogs it out on the mound so we'll see um how successful they can transition their game as well you mentioned kobe meyer a couple times he is a hempstead transfer former student of mine best of luck to you kobe on this uh upcoming season always tracking former students and former players, seeing how they're uh, hanging in there. So best of luck, Kobe, and the rest of the senior Rams. Now, Coach, think about the lower levels, whether it's the buzz that you've heard from the independent league or travel baseball or a freshman that had a great year last year or a sophomore. Who are some of those shining stars at the lower level that – we may not see this year, but should be on our radar. And when the rosters get to expand for tournament time at the end of the year, we might see them added. Who are some of those guys? Well, we've got a, we've got a bunch of them sprinkled around. To be honest, with you. Our, our roster size at the varsity right now is um, more more than we have jerseys for. So that's that's a, the the issue holding up some of our our younger talent from moving up. Um, but sophomore wise, John Willie is going to have a great season. Plays shortstop, but he's on the mound. He's a hard worker, swings pretty well. So we're expecting some good things from him. Uh, we might have a couple of freshmen move up to the sophomore level so that they can throw a little bit. Caden Klein and uh, Will Sullivan, who have both been throwing very well this off season, righty lefty combo, which is always nice. In the same class. Uh, Alex Kerman's been working hard behind the dish. Um, eighth grade wise, we've had a couple eighth graders stand out. Jackson Strohmeyer, Bodie Navelmaker has been really good. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of special things happening at the lower levels as well. <laughs> I, I can preach about the varsity all day, but the sophomore and freshman level should have some success and see some guys do uh, some great things uh, this season. And hopefully they're, Winning is contagious. We know that if you win at the lower levels, you hope to win at the varsity, and, and you just hope you build that winning tradition here early. Now, Coach, before we get into our last question, which was sent in by a listener, I do want to turn everybody's favorite coach into everybody's biggest jerk here for a second. I'm going to point out what I think is your team's biggest weakness, and I want you to respond to that and possibly tell us how that's not going to be a weakness, that, that I, could, I could be wrong. And when I look at the pitching staff from last year, I'm not seeing a lot of innings returning, and I know that Drew had had a great year, but besides that, you're not returning a lot of innings. So how do you respond to that, that the pitching staff isn't what I think is the strong point of your team? And my opinion really means nothing. (laughs) 
Well, you're not you're you're not completely wrong. We uh, we lost a lot in the pitching department, and that you know part of that is because we saw a guy a guy that was really good, like you mentioned earlier in the in the show here, that he he moved on to college, Johnny Blake, and he ate a lot of innings for us, and did a lot of special things, and did um and and took on some of that pressure from some other guys. Um, so you're not completely off base there, I would say. Um, but uh, to respond to you and, and kind of spin it the other way, like you said, Drew drew threw pretty well for us in some innings. Gavin's made some big leaps. Um, and we have to consider the season that it was. It was basically half a season. Um, so everybody else's pitching staff is kind of, you know, unless you started all juniors and now they're seniors, going to have some of the same woes as we do. Um to start out with and, and trying to get some guys to be a little less green on that mound, which is, you know, it's helpful. It, it is. But uh, the big thing that, that's going to be helpful for us is if you look at the offensive side, we return like 60 to 70% of every statistic, which is awesome. So, you know, if you can get to three quarters of your, your returning lineup coming back, that's great. You lose Johnny again as a big bat, but, and, Luke Kennan did some special things and Matthew Hirsch was a leadoff hitter, but that's still six out of nine batters and 70% of the runs, 75% of the RBIs. So if you look at all that, you know, and we, we put up a fair amount of runs last year, somewhere between seven and eight runs a game. So, if, you know, if we can, if we can do that again, that might help out some of our pitchers, keep them out of those high pressure situations and let them develop the way they probably should. Coach, you led into my next question, which was what I was going to pinpoint as your team's greatest weakness. Now, I could be wrong, but I believe at one point last year, you guys were 8-2, and 8-3 and three in the season, and your offense was number one in the Mississippi Valley Conference and I believe top five in the state. So I believe that your team's greatest strength going into the season is the offense. So I'm going to turn those two questions around on you. What has your staff identified as your team's greatest strength? And then also, where do you think your team needs to improve the most right now where we stand in early May? Our greatest strength right now is our poise. We have a lot of baseball players that have a lot of innings that might not just be innings in senior high school baseball. They have gone and played other places. They have innings for other other teams, and they've been put in a lot of situations. And when they come up to the plate or when they have a ground ball hit at them or a fly ball or they're on the mound, they are poised, and they are ready for the moment. That is our greatest strength, and it is awesome for those kids. And I, I, it makes coaching that much easier when you don't have to worry about a guy, you know, getting a little shaky when it comes down to the, to the end of the game. Um, our greatest improvement, I would say, as a coaching staff, we kind of talk about how we we have to find a way to make this thing gel because we have a lot of guys that can play and need to play together. Uh, it was last year when we put a, a batting order together, it, it gelled and it, it looked good. Um, this year we have a lot of the same guys back and a lot of new hitters, and we have to find a way to make it work together. Um, and I, and that's a coaching standpoint thing. That's that's not a the team needs to to change at all. They they need to keep playing the way they're playing, and we need to help them help themselves. Coach, my last question before we sign out with that podcasting killing double play actually comes from a listener, and he's just a big fan of high school baseball and and watches 
all the area teams, and he is a little on the shy side and, and feels uncomfortable asking this question. So turned it over to me because we know I'm never uncomfortable. But <laughs> it's a three-part question. First part, why did you get into coaching? Second part, what keeps you in coaching? And then the third part, when you hang up your fungo bat and your turf shoes and step away from senior high school, what do you want your legacy to be with the program? Well, uh, and that's that's a great question. Uh, so whoever your, your listener is that asked it, kudos to them for being able to throw that out there. Um, what got me into coaching was actually uh, – watching the coaches that I grew up with, the, the positive ones, and seeing the impact that they had, knowing the impact they had on me, but also seeing the impact that they had on those around me and how much it, it meant to those guys that I played with. Um, my dad only coached me for one season. Um, he, co- he coached my brother for one season, so it wasn't always my dad. My, even though he was there, it wasn't always my dad coaching me. So it was, I had a lot of great role models and different guys in my life um, that kind of, made me want to do the same for, uh, for guys. Uh, what keeps me in coaching? Um, the preseason and the postseason. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I love the preseason work. I love getting to know the guys and, and working on specific things, getting to know what they like and um, just them as a person. And then when the postseason rolls around, that that's – I love seeing them take it to the next level. I love – finding a way to get them to play at their best at that time. Last season absolutely crushed me. I'll be honest with you. When we, when you, you cut preseason short, so you didn't get much of it, and then you don't get to play the postseason, you take like the two most joyous moments out of it. It was, it was rough. Um, but I've, I've fallen back in love with it again this year as I watch guys work through the offseason. I can't wait. And middle of the season's a grind. you got to do it, and, and I'm there for it. But those two other pieces are – are the, the big points for me, I guess. Um, legacy wise, I'll be honest with you, Nick, I could care less what my, <laughs> what my legacy is. Um, I, as long as the senior program is known for getting better every single season that I'm there, that's all around better on the field, better off the field, better, better kids in the classrooms, better kids in the community. We did, um, We've done one so far. Uh, we went and cleaned up the Little Maquoketa Mounds as a community service project. We have at least one more, and we're going to help out the Boys and Girls Club. So we're, we're adding in some of that stuff this year to help make better guys off the off the field. As long as we get one that 1% better every year, and by the time I leave it, it it's known as a, a program that keeps getting better. It, it, they don't remember Coach Reese. They don't remember Coach Reese as long as they know senior gets better every year. <laughs> so, Coach? Thanks for sitting down with me and talking about your guys for the upcoming 2021 season. Best of luck to the senior Rams all throughout the entire program. Don't forget to find us on Apple Podcasts. Leave that five-star review and subscribe. 643, we're out of here. Postgame show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.